Hey there, I'm Becky, and welcome to Literary Escapes with me, Becky. Today's episode is an interview with one of the featured authors at the Coastal Magic Convention that will be in Daytona Beach, Florida in February 2022. I hope you enjoy the show. Today I have the pleasure of talking to author Terry Wilson. She's one of the featured authors at the Coastal Magic Convention that'll be taking place in Daytona Beach in February 2022. So Terry, thank you so much for being here today. So when did you become an author and how did you become an author? Um, it was about 10 years ago, actually, nine or 10 years ago. Um, and I was, I used to work at National Geographic in the art and design department. I did a lot of proofreading and art buying and that kind of stuff. And at the same time, um, I was also on weekends leading a Bible study at my church. And how it all started with the writing was that I had been the Bible study leader. Everyone in our group was really into animals. And I was looking for a Bible study workbook about animals, you know, in the Bible, that kind of thing. Yeah, and I couldn't, cool. I couldn't find one. And so <laughs> I mentioned it to my family. My son is almost 30 now. He was like in middle school at the time. And he was like, well, mom, you should write one. And I was like, well, you know, that sounds really complicated, you know, yeah. I'm not like a <laughs> pastor or anything. Um, but I mean, I just started doing some research and I did. I wrote like a workbook about what, you know, the Bible said about animals. And I thought, well, I'm just going to send it out and see what happens. So I sent it to a few um, publishing companies that specialized in pet loss. And one of them bought it and published it. And I, I mean, I was like, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was really, you know, a tiny little thing, but still it, um, it really made me think that maybe I could write a book. I could write a novel and write something, I, yeah. right. I was an only child when I grew up. And so I read all the time. I was super into books. So I had always kind of in the back of my head wanted to write one. So after mm -hmm. that happened, I mean, I started writing a book. I started writing the next day. I joined an online writing group. Um, I wrote a lot of short stories at first, you know, I was writing a bunch of, uh, animal themed short stories at the time, because okay. I thought if I ever wrote anything, it would be like a, a YA black beauty type story, you know, something like that. So I had entered an online, I had entered a writing contest put on by the AKC, the American Kennel Club, oh, the, the dog show group. Right, yeah. So um, at the time, I don't know if they even have it anymore. They had a magazine that they put out every quarter called the family dog. And um, so that magazine had a writing contest every year. So the only rule was, you know, word count. I forget what the word count was, maybe 2000 or 2,500 words. Um, okay. But you just had to have a dog in your story, at least one dog. Okay. So I wrote a story. I entered the contest and I sent it in. It was a Valentine themed story. A few months later, I got a call from the editor of the magazine and she was like, oh, and they were, they, they picked like all uh, first through third place. Okay. And the top three all got their stories in the magazine okay. and nice cash prizes. Like looking back now that I'm an actual professional author, those were some good cash prizes. That's awesome. <laughs> I think I was aware enough to realize right. what a good yeah. prize that was. But so she called me and she told me that I had won um, third place in the awesome. contest. And it was so funny. I wish I'd remembered the editor's name now because it's so kind of prophetic. Because at the time she was like, I really was anxious to call and talk to you because I couldn't wait to tell you that you placed in the contest, but I also wanted to talk to you and find out if you realized that you're not writing animal fiction, you're writing romance. Oh. And I was like, well, what? really? He said, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, the people are falling in love. The dogs are falling in love. You know, you are a romance writer. That's what she told me. 
And so, um, you know, I'd always loved reading romance, rom rom mm -hmm. romantic comedies, my favorite. Yeah. So the very next day I started writing my first romance novel. I mean, it never saw the light of day. It was terrible. But the one after that did. <laughs> and the first one I wrote, you know, I learned how to start a book and finish it which okay, is the most yeah. important lesson I think that any aspiring sure. author needs to learn because everyone, you know, it's easy to start a book. It's finishing it. This is the hard part. So I would think so. Yeah. So that is how I got started. That is so cool. And so what was your first book that was published? Uh, my first novel that was published was with a really small press called Wild Rose Press. I don't even think it's available anymore. Okay. It's called Do You Hear What I Hear? And the heroine um, was like an aromatherapist who worked with difficult animals and she oh. actually could secretly communicate with them like Dr. Doolittle. Fun. Okay. So um, I had a couple of books out with Wild Rose Press and I was, you know, wanting to break into a larger market, a larger publisher and get an agent and all that. And I hadn't even really started. I had only written like two books for them. And like I told you, I was working at National Geographic and our office actually shut down. They shut down the San Antonio office. They told us right after Christmas, but then we had like four months that we had to stay there and pack up the office and mail. It was like the worst. I mean, it was the worst, the worst morale ever. You know, you yeah. couldn't get severance unless you stayed the whole four months. So we were all prisoners. <laughs> it was That's a long yeah, it was a long time. But one day while I was there, I got this email from um, an agent's assistant. And she said, you know, I'm Liz Winnett Rubenstein's assistant. Um, you know, Liz saw one of your books on a blog and bought it and loved it. And she wants to know if you have representation. And I thought this has got to be a scam. I mean, this never happened, <laughs> but it wasn't a scam. Was a reasonable a thought. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I thought we had a really good talk. I mean, it still took almost a year to sign with her because, you know, we had to find the right project and that kind of thing. Okay. Um, so now she's still my agent and we're really good friends now. Yeah. And so the process is you pitch a before you get an agent you have you have a yes project if yes if it's a brand new agent you know and you have a project that's ready for her to shop that's how you you do it okay. and okay. so um and so that project ended up being my first really big book unleashing mr darcy that was okay. the first that was the book that i signed her with in the meantime i had been querying harlequin so mm -hmm. I signed, you know, and I had not finished unleashing. I had only written like the first part of it. And I was like, what do you think of this? Which I thought no one would ever buy that book because I thought it was so niche. You know, it's Pride and Prejudice set in modern times in the dog show world, which oh, to fun. me seemed super specific. And I thought no one's going to want to read this like, but me, but it ended up being like my first really big book. And, um, you know, it had, turned into a Hallmark movie right project is really beloved um especially by me so right so I was just really surprised but she signed me on that even though I hadn't written the whole thing and in the meantime I had been querying Harlequin so within two weeks of signing with her she got Harlequin to sign me on the other books I had already okay. been working on so um yeah so that's how it started boy that was a whole lot at once wasn't it it was it was just like a lot happening all at the same and time and thank goodness you didn't have to worry about National Geographic because Right. Well, it was you didn't good. have time for them. <laughs> no, it was good time because I had just lost my job. So, you know, yeah. it was perfect. <laughs> so awesome. And so yeah. were you able to immediately make this full time? Well, I only worked at National Geographic part time. I had been working for them for over a decade. I mean, I worked for them for 12 years um, and I started full time. And then when my son started school, I went part time so I could be at home to pick him right. up and that sort of thing. And so I was still just part time. Okay. Um, so yes, I mean, I, well, yes, I immediately, I mean, I don't want to say I immediately just walked into writing full-time. I mean, I did, but, um, not you know, necessarily a full-time income 
Right. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, I have a family and a husband, you know, who is, you know, the breadwinner and everything. So it was easier for me to make that transition, but I would not have made that transition if I hadn't gotten some good contracts right off the bat, but everything in publishing is really slow. I mean, it moves at a glacial pace. So it took a while to get that. that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, I've been talking to a lot of different authors lately and yeah, the from the idea to actually hitting the shelf seems like a really long time, and there's it a does. lot of steps in there. Yes, and I think it's even harder, or it takes longer for um, traditionally published books. You know, well, that's one of the beauties I think with self-publishing is you get a monthly check from directly from Amazon, so you don't have to wait as long for your money. <laughs> but traditional <laughs> publishing is a little bit different. Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. Okay, and so you are traditionally published yes all of my books are with published with publishing companies okay um, I did it okay. I've, I've only done one self-published project ever and it was last Christmas I brought a bunch of authors together and we did a Christmas anthology oh, okay. and so um it hit the USA Today list it was really exciting, that it, was is my, exciting. it was a huge learning curve because I really had no idea what I was doing as far as the whole self-publishing thing um, sure. I really loved it. I mean, we're doing another one. We haven't announced it yet. Um, oh, that's exciting. Yeah, we're, but we're not doing it till next year just because we have other contracts and stuff sure. going on. So I really, I, there were so many things I enjoyed about it, but man, it would be hard to have all your books self-published because there's so much to do that's not writing. I mean, I, I do a lot of promos, so I already do a lot of stuff that's not actually writing, but there's just, it's a whole nother so thing. It's a whole know? different level of, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, while you have to do promo, you don't necessarily have to set it all up and, you know, all of that. So, right. That's... I mean, I do set up a lot of it, but no, I don't set it all up. I mean, I have publishing companies that support me. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, there's pros and cons. I mean, yeah. what I like about it seems that, like it. Yeah. What I like about that is you could write whatever you want it, you know, because sometimes mm-hmm. there are stories I want to write, you know, and my publishers aren't as excited about them <laughs> as I am. So, um, but I like knowing that I have that option. So, if there's yeah. A story, yeah. Cool about I can write it anyway well and the fact, yeah exactly the fact that indie publishing is even a thing is pretty awesome right but, yeah I mean that's pretty cool and there are people who do it already so it's not figuring it all out yourself you know so right and and um and there are people who make a good living at it I mean you right could, definitely an option for sure right so mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome so how did Hallmark get get with you that was all my agents doing um, cause unleashing Mr. Darcy came out, um, in, I think it came out on New Year's Eve, December, 2013. And, you know, it did okay when it came out, it wasn't like, you know, breaking any sales records or anything. <laughs> and so, um, at the time I was writing category for Harlequin and then I had the single title contract with HQN. So, you know, it came out, the second book came out, I think in the interim, after we sold unleashing to HQN, uh, the editor who bought it left and the new editor came in and that's when Harper Collins acquired Harlequin. A lot of stuff happened in the okay. interim after I sold that book and before it came out. And so, you know, it came out, I'm going to, it didn't get a whole lot of marketing support. Um, because of all the tumultuousness. Yes. Yeah. Right. It was kind of, it was unfortunate timing, but I mean, it all worked out like it was supposed to. So, um, so the bottom line is that was a three book contract. And between the second and third book contract, they were like, yeah, you don't have to write that third book. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And, you know, I was so new at the time, like, and naive, you know, I didn't realize how bad that was. I just thought, <laughs> That's probably a good thing, huh? <laughs> I know. I mean, I was devastated, 
but I would have been like a whole new level of devastated had right. I known how bad that was. But um, and I just remember my agent at the time saying, I don't want you to worry. You know, I'm not dropping you as a client. We're going to turn this around. We're going to find a new home for you. It's going to be fine. Just, you okay. know, she said, just spend the weekend eating ice cream and drinking. And then <laughs> next week, we'll we're talk about it. Yeah. Building your career again. I was like, okay. Um, and so, you know, I did, I just kept writing, you know, I was still writing, um, category for Harlequin. I was working on other things and just trusting my agent and it took about a year and I didn't know what was going on. Her plan was she thought that Unleashing Mr. Darcy would be a great Hallmark movie. And so she had a family friend who was a movie producer. Ooh. It was funny because she, um, her name's Fidel Albert, my producer. So, um, her claim to fame, like back then, was um, true crime movies for television. Oh, okay. So I don't know if you remember this, I remember this from when I was in college or maybe even high school, like the preppy murders, some guy right. girlfriend yeah. in Central Park, you know, and tried to say they were just having kinky sex. So it was like a whole scandalous thing. So she had done the television movie of the preppy murders. So wow. it's just kind of funny, you know, that she was the one who sold Unleashing because it's like right. a night. And so I think, you know, Liz asked her as a favor if she would pitch the book to Hallmark Channel. And Sadell was like, well, I will, but I've never done a romantic comedy and I don't know anybody at Hallmark Channel. So it's probably not going to happen. Exactly. But, but it did. I mean, she pitched That's the so book. Awesome. They liked it right away. Um, working with Hallmark is great. I love working with Hallmark. I mean, our brands are so similar. You know, yeah. I was a Hallmark fan before I even started working with them. But they take a really long time to decide on something. So okay. it was a lot of waiting. But, you know, my, my agent never told me. So I didn't know any of this was happening. Until nice. one day, like a year later, she just called me on a Thursday afternoon and said, hey, I have some interesting news. Uh, Unleash Mr. Darcy's going to be a Hallmark movie. And I mean, I was, you, I, I almost fell off the sofa. I had I no imagine. I was stunned. So um, that's how it came about. And then when that I was so cool, it was so cool. I mean, I remember it all so vividly and it was amazing. And I was just like, oh, and I thought, you know, if I never write another book or have another movie ever again, this is, I, this is it. You know, I don't this even care good. because this is amazing. It's a dream come true because there's so much of me personally in that book. You know, my dogs are in it with their names oh. and everything. And, um, and I just loved it so much. So, but then when the movie came out, you know, it was kind of a perfect storm because we had, you know, the Jane Austen fans were excited about it. Um, I was, you know, they Hallmark options a lot of romance novels now. They weren't optioning as many back then. They had before, but not quite as many. So okay. it was a big deal that they had. And the actor that my producer got to play, Mr. Darcy, Ryan Pavey, at the time he was on General Hospital. He had never been in a Hallmark movie. So we had all the soap fans tuning in nice. and he is like, super handsome and charming and so he you know it was just a perfect storm so when it came out it broke all of hallmark channels the social media records Yay. and it's still the highest rated non-christmas romantic comedy in hallmark channel history i mean it was a big thing that so so um, awesome oh my yeah. gosh so it did really well and then that led to you know me getting other movie options with them and now they have a publishing company and i write for them so that is yeah. so cool and so i would imagine did they re-release unleashing mr darcy no. Okay. Does the yeah. other company, still, the other publisher still have the rights to that? Or how does that? Still have, yeah. Well, I mean, I have the film rights. I've owned the film rights all along. So Good. this 
done between us and Hallmark Channel, you know, us be me and my agent and Hallmark right. Channel. The book, you know, we did have them. I mean, it was still in print at the time. So, I mean, it's gone out of print a couple of times, but we always, you know, my agent always just calls and says, hey, can you do another little print run? Because it's still selling, you know. Um, awesome. And so, yeah, I mean, it's selling enough that I can't get my rights back. But <laughs> yeah, mm. so they still own the print. They still own the book rights. But okay. they, I've been fortunate because they have worked with us to keep it you know, available for people. Okay. That's, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. I have not heard any of all of that. So that's really yeah. interesting. So you have, you won a Rita Award also. Yes. Yes. Well, I was nominated for two Rita Awards in 2018. I had never been nominated before. I was nominated for two and um, I did not win, which was fine because I was just beyond so excited. I couldn't believe I was even nominated. And in two different categories. And then I won the following year in 2019. Oh, that's so cool. So it was for a book called The Bachelor's Baby Surprise. It was a category book for Harlequin. I still love that book. Yeah. Um, it's got my dogs in it, just like Alicia Mr. Dog. So do all your books have dogs in it? Not no, not all of them do. Like the okay. brand doesn't, the theme park book doesn't. Um, I have, I have three dogs. I have a rescue dog named Princess who's laying here on the floor. And I have, two, um, but I have Cavalier King Charles Spaniels. I'm a big Cavalier lover. And so my dogs, Bliss and Finn, were both in Unleashing Mr. Darcy. And then again, they were in Bachelor's Baby Surprise, but I renamed them all of okay. And so they were really young in Unleashing Mr. Darcy. They're older now. Finn's 11. Bliss passed away last year. Oh. And so, um, I mean, I love having her in those books. Well, and I have it a, seems I have to be good a, luck to have them in there. <laughs> right? I have a new puppy now named Charm, who's a Cavalier. But yeah, that book was really fun because um, I got the idea for that book when I was watching The Voice <laughs> because the, it was the auditions on The Voice. And okay. that's how they do like the little personal interest stories for mm -hmm. the people on The Voice. And so a guy was on there and his profession was he was, taking all he was taking the the exam to become a master sommelier you know the wine expert. A wine yeah yeah I just thought well that's cool because I'm always looking for interesting professions right and so I was like well that would be a cool profession and I the series of books I was writing at the time were all set at a really high-end hotel in New York City oh. And I was like, oh, that'd be great because, you know, I could have like the hotel manager and, you know, I could bring a woman as the sommelier. And another thing I like to do when I'm plotting or coming up with an idea, I try and think of the most, you know, awkward scenario or the most, you know, something to make it really awkward. Like my princess book that's out right now is a theme park princess and a real life prince. Right. Plotting that, I was trying to come up, what would be the most awkward thing ever, you know, because I knew I wanted to write a royal book. I was like, you know, that's fun. What would be the hardest, the most, the thing that would make it the, the relationship most difficult? And I was like, oh, if she's a theme park princess, you know, and there's all these pictures of her, you know, cosplaying as a princess. Exactly. Princess, shreds, you know, so, um, so it was kind that's of like that. Nice. And so I thought, you know, what would be really funny is because I was, I, after he said that, I watched a documentary on Netflix because I was like, I'm going to write a sommelier. So there's a documentary on Netflix. Gosh, I forget what it's called because it's really good. It's about taking the master sommelier exam. Oh, okay. And they do so much with their sense of smell, not just taste, but their smell it has all these things where they're learning how to smell wine. And I thought, you know, if one of these people were pregnant, that would be a disaster because you know, that messes up your sense of it smell does, yeah. and they wouldn't be able to drink the wine. I was like, that's it. So um, that was it. The, the, the beginning of the book opens, all my books right now 
are sweet because I work so much with Hallmark. Um, but some of my older books um, do have more, you know, love scenes and risque. Okay. I'm not a lot, but you know. Yeah, yeah. So that book opened on the morning after a one night stand. Like she had had a one night stand with this guy <laughs> and she's just like, I never do this. You know, she just wanted him out of her apartment. You know, yeah. she had a one night stand because she was really like down because she had just broken up with her boyfriend who was opening his own restaurant. So there blew her new sommelier job, you know, so now she's unemployed and broken up. So she goes for a job interview and the manager of the hotel who interviews her was her one night stand. So, you know, oh. she, oh my God, she's so <laughs> embarrassed. Oh but um, he ends up hiring her and they're trying to just like forget about that and move on and hide it from everyone else at work. But then she finds out she's pregnant. And so that's really messing up things wine wise. Cause they also, they're oh trying gosh. to get a Michelin star for the hotel restaurant. So that was a super fun book to write. I loved that it. Is yeah. It was also like a forks, a forced proximity book because she has the dogs, all of them be, they belonged to her grandfather. He's just like had to move into an assisted living facility okay. to take his dogs. So she took them, but her apartment doesn't allow pets. So in the meantime, she's trying to hide these two elderly dogs from her landlord and she eventually gets kicked out and has to move in with the hero. So oh, funny. it was a really fun book. So That's it won the reset. Like I was really surprised. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. what a fun thing. And then you have a Christmas one, right? Uh, Christmas charms that came out. Yes. At the end of last year. Right. So um, my main publisher right now is Hallmark publishing and I've written okay. four for them the first two books I wrote for them were novelizations of already existing Hallmark movies oh, okay. so you know they contacted me and asked me if I, the first one was love at the shore it's a beach read and so um in the early days you know, because Hallmark publishing has only been around for like three years and in the early days they were doing a lot of novelizations so they would take like a existing Hallmark movie that was really popular and ask you know an author to write a book based on the movie so okay. the first two books Love at the Shore and the Story of Us that I wrote for them were novelizations okay. and then last year for Christmas my first original fiction book came out with Hallmark Publishing and it was Christmas Terms and it's about a magical charm bracelet so um, to, you know, to just put it in a tight little nutshell, the heroine at the beginning of the book um, comes into possession of a bracelet, a stranger on a train gives her a charm bracelet, she puts it on and she can't take it off, but the clasp won't open after she puts it on and oh. one by one, the charms on the bracelet start coming true. How interesting. Yeah, that's what that book is about. I, I loved it. It was really fun. <laughs> Such clever plots. I love that. That's so fun. <laughs> Most of my books are pretty whimsical, you know, like the theme mm -hmm. park and the, the magic bracelet. I had always wanted to do a book with some magical elements to it. And yeah. I had never had before, never before I wrote that book. Um, but that had been something I've been wanting to do for years. So I was excited. Well, that's to fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's really fun. And so you have one coming out in September then too, right? I have a new book coming out in September with source books and it's my first book for them. I've never um, written for source books before. But I was on a romance writer cruise with Florida romance writers a couple of years ago. Again, oh, Florida. Yeah. And um, I went on their cruise conference and Deb Worksman, the head editor for Sourcebooks Casablanca was on that cruise. And I, um, I just pitched that idea to her and she loved it. So she oh, bought fun. it. And so okay. that is I ended up working with her. Um, and it is a 101 Dalmatians inspired rom-com and it's called A Spot of Trouble. Oh, how fun. Yeah, so it's about um, a heroine who is a, she teaches senior citizen yoga, and she owns a cupcake truck, 
and the hero is the new fire marshal in town and they both have dalmatians it's a tiny little beach town okay um, they both is have it set in florida is that no north carolina okay okay and um, um because my husband and i go to north carolina every summer he's from there so it's based on the island in north carolina where we always go but it's a it's a fictitious island okay um, but so her Dalmatian is really naughty and his Dalmatian is perfect because it's his fire safety demonstration dog. He like oh. teaches fire safety with this dog. That's and so, um, so midway through the book, their Dalmatians get switched and they don't realize it and adorable <laughs> chaos ensues. So that is what that book is about. Oh my gosh. I had so much fun writing it. That Loved sounds it. like fun. That That's sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> That's yeah, I am. A, I have a book club. It's called Literary Escape Society. Uh-huh. And so each month we visit a different destination in our books. Oh, how and, fun. Yeah. And so we've been cruising around the world this year. And in October, we're going to um, North Carolina. Oh, wow. And so after. Yeah. <laughs> I may, awesome. I may hit you up there if, uh, if you don't it's mind. Awesome. Yeah, it's called Turtle Beach in the, that's what the island is called in the book, but um, it's based on Topsail Island. I mean, it has, if anyone's been to Topsail Island, they'll probably recognize it because we have roller skating in the post office and bingo on Thursdays and, you know, so it's very much like Topsail Island. Okay, how fun. I think that was all that I had. Thank you. Oh, sure. No problem. Yeah, I really (laughs) enjoyed this. It was fun talking to you. It was fun talking to you too. Thanks for joining me today. If you'd like to learn more about the Coastal Magic Convention and the authors that will be there, check the show notes. I've got it there. Or if you'd like to learn more about my book club, the Literary Escape Book Club, just check the show notes. And we'll see you next time on the next episode.